Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Thursday. Not a football Thursday. It's kind of odd that we don't have a Thursday night football game going on tonight, but there is plenty of action coming to you. In week 18, the Mojo Market Report is here to cover it all. Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci, A5, Anthony Behind the Glass, live here at Chop Studios in a very foggy Matawan, New Jersey. Very interesting ride rough, into work today, rough boy. Rough commute. Oh, boy. Like, I couldn't I see five. 30 seconds away. <laughs> Still rough. Trust right. me. I was, I was, we have a bridge in Jersey. It's called the Driscoll, and I was going over it. I looked to my right. I looked to my left. I was like, I don't see anything. <laughs> this is kind of alarming. Uh, but, yeah, so that's what we're dealing with over here in Jersey. Um, so uh, the only state that Mojo right now is active. So hopefully you have the app, you've downloaded the app, you've made some money over the course of the entire regular season, and we're here to help you out one more again. Get your notebooks out today. Today we're going day trading, okay? There's a lot of plays. that We always break down the games on, on Fridays as far as, like, what to watch for in these key games. Today, like we did last week, we'd like to break down some of the key plays that we think might be beneficial to you. And we kind of start, and I wrote this under my notes, I guess before we get into uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, I do want to bring up the fact that Justin Fields was ruled out. Uh, he's out of the game, so like keep that in mind in case you want to invest in a Nathan Peterman, which you do not want to do that. Uh, I don't care who you are or how much money you have. Don't do it. Okay, Peterman has he, set records beyond records of interceptions. The in game. Bears are in play for the one pick, apparently, now. They I mean, are, the so they, therefore they're just trying to lock that up by putting in Nathan Peterman. Um, but anyway, the Dolphins rookie might go again. I think if um, you stuck with Fields, you'd probably still lose. <laughs> you know. Three very wins. possible. Uh, we'll talk about another guy that's getting the nod this week on a very kind of controversial way of how he did it. We'll get into that. But first, again, we start with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I wrote in my notes, take every Chief under the sun. Like, this is a, a big offensive game for them coming up, I think, against the Raiders uh, who let Brock Purdy and company do their thing, kind of have them at will. Yeah, the, the Raiders gave them a run, um, and they almost won the game. But, again, Brock Purdy's been playing very well. And so – as far as the defense is concerned, we'll get into Brock Purdy in a minute. But with this one, the Raiders defense, who was suspect to a lot of bad play last week, Patrick Mahomes is my guy this week. It's going to be – I think he's going to perform the biggest. He has a chance to still consider the Chiefs for the one seed. I know, obviously, the NFL still has to kind of work out the kinks as far as the schedule is concerned with the Bills and the Bengals. But what I will say is this. Mahomes has a chance to do some serious damage, and it doesn't matter who – is on that field, whether it be Juju or Tony or Kelsey or any of his running backs, McKinnon will probably score from the backfield again. The Chiefs are going to have themselves a day. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, in the, if you look at the, what the Raiders did to the Chiefs in the first quarter of their first matchup this season, you were like, wow, this is the pass rush that we we thought we were going to get out of this The Crosbys Raiders of team. the world. and yeah. yeah, they were getting after Mahomes, but it was only until about like – three minutes into the second quarter where just all the wheels came off. And really, the Raiders' offense has been playing well, but their defense has given up a ton all season. It's a tailor-made matchup for the Chiefs in a game that they need. I will say that the Raiders have historically played this Patrick Mahomes Chiefs team tougher it's than most It's a division game, sure. Because it's a division game. And, look, we've seen crazier things happen than the Chiefs getting beat in Week 17 or Week 18 in a game they would need against a team that hasn't been playing well. The Raiders kind of, you know, surprised me last week with the way they played. I'm not saying that there's not potential for them to shock the Chiefs, 
but it's not going to be with their defense. Their defense is going to give up a ton, so I agree with you. You could pretty much take your pick there, yeah. at a Chiefs player. And Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost a game in his division in December in his career. I don't know that Patrick Mahomes has lost a game in December in his career, or January for that matter. Maybe. Maybe you're right. I mean, I, I don't know a about that stat. regular season game. I, I, don't, I, know, no I don't know about that, that stat, but I will say. bounce from the playoffs. Yeah, well, obviously. But I will say this. So, yeah, that's like, I'm looking at this Chiefs team. Within the last couple of weeks, they've struggled against the Texans. They've struggled last week against the Broncos. Like, so you're looking for that one shining, okay, don't worry, we're still the Chiefs, much like we saw out of Tom Brady last week, where it's like, yo, I'm Tom Brady, here come the Panthers, I'm going to light you up. This is where I feel like Mahomes is going to be like, hey, guys, I'm still Patrick Mahomes after all. I also think their struggles don't really stem from their offense. I think it's more a defensive issue. Sure. Teams are able to move the ball on them, and it keeps their offense off the field. But when they get things rolling offensively, they have a ton of weapons. Jarek McKinnon, really, that's the, the play here, I think. He scored a touchdown, I believe, at least four straight. Mm. The guy's on a roll. Receiving. Receiving <laughs> right. touchdowns, yeah. So they use him down low for his size. He doesn't really, you know, you don't. he doesn't scream the guy we want to get the ball to in the red zone. True. But his ability out of the backfield, he's just a different kind of weapon. And Hardman being injured, he really stepped up. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, I'm already in on. You guys should be. Patrick well. Mahomes, 15-time multiplier. That's the kind of stock you invested in. And I understand Mahomes is probably one of your top dogs as far as price uh, in the market. But it's one of those safe bets that even if you do have that 15-time multiplier and he does have a couple games where you're like, what the heck is he doing? The next week he makes up for it, you make your money right back. Coming like into that's this the kind season, of guy is. There was a, I had this thing where I was almost wanting to avoid any Chiefs skill position players. But now, as I'm looking at it, the season progressed. Kelsey's a stud. Obviously, he's the Always. all-time tight end. That's probably never going to change. Maybe never, really. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obvious. Pacheco and McKinnon are probably two of the better buys this season at running back position. Yeah. So if you were in on either of those guys, you made out. And then, honestly, Kadarius Tony, I think, is next year's star receiver on that team. Could be. And not to mention Sky Moore. Nobody's talking about him. So the Chiefs have probably six guys that I'll be invested in come offseason. Interesting. Realistically. So this week, pick your poison. It's against the Raiders. Uh, we just talked about him, but we're talking about Brock Purdy against the Cardinals. Now, Couple elements here. Um, obviously, we watched Brock Purdy do his thing last week against uh, the Raiders. Now, again, do you look at him like, oh, well, it's the Raiders, so he did his thing. You look at that schedule. Has Brock Purdy really won that key game that you were like, – I guess you could say maybe the Tampa Bay game was key, but Tampa Bay hasn't looked that good. So Brock Purdy, the reason why I bring him up as a possible day trade is the fact that his growth could be more exponential than somebody – like a Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, there was no expectations for Brock Purdy going into the year as a seventh round draft pick. Literally, Mister Irrelevant. So, therefore, I think that another big game where the Niners need it, they need it because if they they have right now, they can lock the two. That's fine. But there's potential for them to get that one seed too. You know, there there is a path for that. So, I think Brock Purdy has to ball out. My only, only, only trepidation with this one: JJ Watt's final game in the NFL. So like, you gotta take that in consideration. I know there's a lot, there's a lot of analytics to go, and, and people are like, well, you know, this says this, and this number says this, and this number says this. I'm a gut feeling guy. Two things. I'm a gut feeling guy, and when I see that JJ Watt's never gonna play football again after today, I think Brock Purdy might wanna these, like, really these, get that ball out of there. These games past. are very similar in in obviously different ways. They're similar. Well, they're different in the sense that the Chiefs have a loaded offense and they're going against a bad defense with a loaded offense. The The Cardinals just stink altogether. They don't really have anything going for them right mm -hmm. now, besides maybe Trey McBride, which I'll bring up in a second. Um, Brock Purdy, I do believe, is maybe in his last start. 
Oh, you think Jimmy's back? I mean, we don't know what's happening with this bye week or or an extended bye week. If the 49ers do get a bye, if they, say they get the one seed, and then they also have the NFL push back a week because that's still up in the air. If Jimmy G gets an extra week, I know that he's closer than people well, thought the he NFC, would be. According to some reports, the NFC would possibly be first. So there wouldn't be a bye for them first. According to other reports, they might push everything back a week and then skip the Pro Bowl. So there, there's a lot of things on the table. A lot of moving parts. I, don't, I think Brock Purdy's a clear-cut NFL quarterback, but I think he's going to have to do a lot more in this league to prove that he's a starter. You see Taylor Heineke getting benched after yeah, we'll having talk his about him chanted left and right. Uh, for this game in particular, yeah, I'm riding with Brock Purdy. The 49ers need the game, but it's it's similar in the other game in that you just never know. It's a division rival, mm-hmm. a division game where there's a lot on the line for one team, and the best way for a division foe to, to have any type of fun or, or something to live for in their season or be happy about their season, it would be the fact that you were able to knock off your rival's hopes. I, and, I actually read an article them. this morning about Bobby Wagner playing up this week for the Rams to eliminate the Seahawks. Like, he wants to do that. So, like, that, there is truth behind that. Absolutely. So, we'll see how Brock Purdy fares against the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, my play of the week is my third day trade, and that's Aaron Rodgers against the Detroit Lions. Now, look, the NFL has worked it. Now, when they scheduled the Cowboys and the, and the Washington Commanders and the Eagles and the Giants – simultaneous you have to scoreboard watch right you have to be like all right we'll see what's happening are the eagles up 24 nothing in the first quarter cool let's all rest our guys dallas you know the 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 green bay packers are in a what first of all they're in the best situation when it comes to when all they gotta do is win a football game and they're in the playoffs right but here's the other situation they're in aaron Rodgers is gonna know that he's gonna know exactly what he needs to do or what his opponent needs to do the seattle seahawks play way before Right. So the Lions could pretend if the Seahawks win, the Lions don't have a shot. They might not play up. So I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking this is an Aaron Rodgers. That's not why only I, can I, I was clinch, surprised that they that they flexed that game. To I know the eight. Be, because of the fact that I that's was the case. 100 percent expecting that to be the Titans. Well, they are Titans on Saturday. Or Titan, that's Sunday? a Saturday night game. So they. So they who's split. the 425 game on Sunday? Oh, there's a bunch of them. That's the Cowboys. But who's there. like the main the 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 I would say the game of the, the week? The Cowboys, or or at least the Giants and the Eagles. One of those two, right? I mean, you have there's to. Got, isn't there three games with with real implications? A division like here champion we go. I'll read them off real quick. The so Ravens this is Sunday the is Eagles. Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, Commanders, Chargers, Broncos. No significance. Seahawks and Rams. No significance except for the Seahawks need to win and the Cardinals and the 49ers. Do about, don't the Ravens and the Bengals play? The Ravens and the Bengals play one o'clock. Sunday. Wow. Yeah. That's a could be a championship game. Why wasn't that flexed? It's weird. But that's what where, I'm saying. Where there's no contingency, like, and I mean, I don't know if I would want to put the Bengals on national TV. That might be why that just stayed. Right. Right. So that's another thing where it's just like, okay, put wow. them in a one o'clock jumble so many, spot. So many factors. There, there is. There's a lot going not on a, here. Not an envious and, and position again, to be in. Nobody's, uh, just so everybody's clear, nobody's incented to the fact that, like, we all are still aware that that Hamlin's making progress right now. So it's like we're all still up and praying for this guy, and we hope everybody gets right. And I know that once you step on that field on Saturday or Sunday, it's like you're you're you're, you're going to hold your breath for that first play. Everybody's aware of that, even if a fan or a media member, and especially these guys playing the football game. But anyway, back to Rodgers for a second. I just think that he's going to be in a situation where the Lions could be dead, completely out of the playoffs, and he can light up the scoreboard. Or does that take the foot off the gas and we put in a little Jordan Love action or whatever? But I think ultimately... Rodgers plays up in this moment. National TV, Detroit Lions, who have given up a boatload of yards at times. 
I like Rodgers tonight. And, and, and uh, again, we could talk about Rodgers because right after this, we're going to talk about the running game. Yeah, I mean, like, I might use this opportunity to just, I'm not going to jump ahead because I will talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Obviously, he's playing a lot better down the stretch. Having fun. He looks like he's coming around in terms of health. He did have a rushing touchdown last week. Yeah. That helped his, uh, I guess, his mojo stock, but he didn't really have the best passing day. And I think that there's obviously opportunity against this defense, but I'm not sure if the Packers in the cold weather will be throwing it as often as they, as you would hope for your sake, because they average 5.3 yards a carry on the ground, or, or the, the Lions give that up, I should say. Mm. So they're the worst rushing defense in the NFL. And then get this, most of the time Green Bay lines up in shotgun, the, the Lions give up 6.7 yards per carry in the shotgun. That's a lot. I would just hand <laughs> the ball just goes off to show you that, every like, single they're play. Not, uh, they're, they're playing a very bad guessing game. Like, it's got to be a run. I mean, <laughs> or it's got to be a yeah, pass or a and, shotgun. And also, they, and just, they, just, don't, they just don't have the personnel, and teams know it, and they're just abusing them that way. Mm. Look, the Lions, I don't think, are going to lay down no matter what happens in the Seattle game. I, I think I Dan Campbell happen to agree has with this that team to playing a certain type of football that even if the, the wheels came off and they couldn't get in, it would almost be – I wouldn't say it would be – worse for the Packers, but I don't think it's any different. Truly don't. I think the Packers are going to come into this game extremely fired up. If they come out and they play the way they played against Minnesota, you could take your pick. A lot of good things happen, but the problem was the defense is playing so well, creating so many turnovers that there's not much offense. It really is True. outside of the running game. So speaking of the running game, speaking which is of the running game, segue right into this that. This is where I'm going. Yeah, because this is you just said it. The Detroit Lions, uh, Detroit Lions run defense is just bad news bears and bad news Lions. Uh, but overall, this is just not a good situation for the Lions to be in. If they're going to try to stop the run, that's cool. Try to stop two guys. Yeah. You know? So which guy? If you had to pick one this week, I mean, it's, it's very I, hard. I've gotten I them wrong. Before. Look at the look at the price difference. Last There's week, a six dollar difference. Last I get week, it. I said Aaron Jones was kind of banged up leading into the game, and he's the similar situation this week. I think everybody's kind of holding him out of practice. Point. And I expected A.J. Dillon to be the guy because of the cold weather. Now, A.J. Dillon, I do believe, had himself a decent game, but mm. it wasn't. It was at all Aaron Jones, really, in this one um, against Minnesota. I think in the way they've been playing down the stretch, it's like take your pick. I think they'll both score a touchdown. I think Aaron Jones is the better back, but I also think if you're looking at – if you want to pick, forget day trading – I still think that Jones is a better long-term play than AJ Dillon. It's funny because we we've talked about this before and and if you just full transparency here just to bring fantasy football into this you went into your championship game and you started both of these guys. Yeah. So that like that's a thing, especially now within the Mojo market. You can invest in both of these guys yes. right now. Take a shot on uh, both think, of these guys think getting, to do well. This is one of the best situations you could get involved with with a with a committee. Cowboys are very similar this year. Sure. Whereas you know, you have Aaron Jones, and I guess you could view him as the clear starter. He's the better back. He's been there a little bit longer. He has the, the better stats up to this point. I find I it always hard, and not to cut you off, I find it always harder to say the word better back. I just think he does different things. No, he's better. Yeah? I yeah. mean, like, I look at Dylan, I'm like, this guy's a horse. You know, yeah, like, he's... Aaron Jones is a... He's just... He's shiftier. He could catch okay. a little bit better. He's a little bit... He could line him up in the slot. Sure. He just, I just does like more. And, and just a very underrated power runner. You know, when, when we're talking about goal line and down and distance situations where it's short and goal or third and one, Aaron Jones is every bit as hard to tackle as A.J. Dillon is. And in some ways a little bit tougher on the off-tackle stuff. But that, that aside, if Aaron Jones was to get injured and you have A.J. Dillon, 
AJ Dillon's gonna his his stock price is gonna shoot up on the immediate as soon as Aaron Jones' stock price goes down. It might not jump as much up depending on the severity of the injury, but you're at least gonna alleviate some of that loss with Aaron Jones. But as I'm looking at the future for Aaron Jones, it's showing me this season that. Even though there's an out in the contract, the Packers are really not in a position to give him an out. <laughs> they need Aaron Jones in town if they're going to be a competitive team. And as the contract two years ago seemed bad, it's a little bit better now. So I think Aaron Jones is going to be there next year. And if you're looking at the market for both of these guys' futures, they think A.J. Dillon's going to have a better career from this point on. He's only like – Aaron Jones didn't get the ball for his first three seasons. Who was he backing seasons. up? I mean, it wasn't it was, like Dorsey Levens, right? No, it was, <laughs> was that not that far they back. They had a bunch of guys. It was Jamal Williams, Ryan Isaiah, Grant. Ryan Grant was in. No, no, it wasn't Ryan Grant. Why the fuck? <laughs> I'm just trying to think. It was. It was. Did I just say Dorsey? Le Jamal Williams was in Green Bay, but he wasn't the oh, main that's guy. True. Was there another back? <laughs> You're doing it to me right now. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm questioning this guy like the biggest Packer fan that I know. I'm questioning his roster moves, and I'm sorry about that. No, no, on no a I'm live good. Show. I'm, I'm just. It's. Look, it's an early it's an early recording time. <laughs> so anyway, both running backs, both a good play. Interesting turn of events yesterday in Washington. And I know that this team has been absolute disarray. We talked about him yesterday as one of the eliminated teams now. And, you know, Coach Rivera not knowing they're an eliminated team or could have been eliminated. We're talking about not we're not talking about Tyler Heineke here. We're talking about Sam Howell, who all of a sudden was named the starter to compete in the last game against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Now, this is interesting. You told me something that I didn't know, Chris, as he's scrolling in Packers history right now. I know it's burning him up. No, it still was Aaron Jones 2019. I'm, Jamal I'm, Williams. Yeah, fine. So that but that was a split. And maybe Jamal was the the bell cow for a minute when Aaron Jones was finally coming into his uh his career. Still anyway, let's best. focus. Let, let's re, re, regroup. We'll talk about it that as soon as the show over, show's over, he's gonna be like this guy. You know, it's gonna happen. Um Eddie Lacy? Where were we? <laughs> it was Eddie Lacy, but not... Yeah, and then Eddie was... Lacy ate Eddie Lacy, and it was just a bad situation. Um, but Sam Howell. <laughs> Got Anthony Okay, yeah, this is one. good. This is good. This is good. Where were we? Sam Howell, right? So here, here's the thing with Sam Howell. He gets the nod after Heineke was apparently named the starter. You informed me this morning that I, I don't know why I didn't read this or how I didn't read this. I just saw the headline that Howell was going. I was like, all right, good. They're going to give the kid a chance. Is Sam Howell a play? Because, well, you can shed some light on how this all came about. But Sam Howell, to me, with the Cowboys secondary the way it is, being susceptible to a couple of the air yardage. We saw what Hobbs did last Thursday night. So, like, is Sam Howell going to put like light the world on fire against the Cowboys? Or is the Cowboys just, just going to shut him down like anything else? I say, with, with potential garbage time statistics, I say Sam Howell's a play this week. But it's uh, interesting how we got there. Yeah, I don't think garbage time statistics are going to help. It might help in his bank value, but it's not going to help much for his market projections. I don't think he's going to do anything in this game. But I want to touch a little bit more on – I'm not sure if this is even a fact. This is what I've been reading on Twitter, that there's rumblings that Taylor Heineke was given the opportunity to start this game, and he said, no, I think he deserves the chance, and gave his opportunity to the kid. Now, there's going to be people out there that are like, wow, that's – A, that's commendable. It's not. It's, I think it's a bad move. All right. Not that it's not commendable. Maybe it is. Not, when, not what, what has he done? You're nine, maybe ten starts deep into your NFL career. I don't even know if you were drafted. You get an opportunity in this league, especially with free agency pending. You take your opportunities. It's the Cowboys. There's, there's, yeah, against the Dallas Cowboys. I just talked a little bit ago about with the Chiefs 
and the Cardinals and the Raiders, all those division rivals having a chance to maybe derail some of the hopes of a division rival. I mean, that's everything you play for, in my opinion. Obviously, you play for Super Bowls and things like that, but if you have a chance to go line up with your teammates on Sunday and they're giving you that opportunity, it's the NFL. You don't get many opportunities as an undrafted guy. So if that is the case, I question it. Now, how would you feel if you were invested long on Heineke after watching Carson Wentz? I'd be like, come on, bro. Like, I really like Taylor Heineke. I think this is not like him. He's undrafted. He's worked his ass off to get to the spot he's in. And then he gives up an opportunity. I got to read more about it. But if that is the case, it's... I'm very it's not sad a good look at all. Yeah, it's not if you especially. I'm actually if, not that sad. But. If you're invested long term on a uh, a Tyler Heineke, you might be kind of hitting that sell button today. You know what I mean? Because I mean, if that's the case, if he yeah. went out there like ah, give it to the kid, and for, you act as if like you're a f- five year vet with division titles and or Super it's Bowl like rings. When Eli was like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna sit down this one, or, or Brett Favre said, I'm gonna sit out this game and give it to the kid because it's clearly over. But Get back to the actual point. Heineke's just worried about that. Get back to the actual point. There is a 0% chance that I'm going to go along on Sam Howell. Good. Because even (laughs) if he has his garbage time, it's going to be after probably a thorough ass whooping. And I say that lightly, you know, as lightly as I can, I guess. But I think that the Cowboys beat up on the uh, commanders in this game. And if he has his garbage time, it's not going to be like, hey, this guy really earned an opportunity to start again in this league. And and there's no way that going into next season, even if he lights it up, that they're going to be relying on him as a starter going into the year. You would With, think. After a full off season, Not yeah. a chance. <clears throat> so, no, no, no. All right. Well, then forget about Sam Howell then. Hopefully he gets uh, – Sorry, you know, buddy. I, listen, I'm, I was wondering. It was, it's either a long or a short. Maybe I'd change my mind there and go yeah, short yeah, on yeah. Sam Howell. All right. Another guy who's all of a sudden discovered that within his DNA, there's something called the clutch gene, okay? Kenny Pickett made me a lot of money this year on the Mojo Market. He really did because I got in on Kenny Pickett when Mitch Trubisky was still the quarterback. I knew that eventually when this offense sputtered out, they had to turn to the kid. They they put the, the first-round draft pick on him. He was the guy. He's the project. He's going to get in there eventually. And when he did, spike, right? Everybody made money. Then... You see a couple weeks where you're just like, oh, God, I mean, does this guy have it? Is he good? Is he good enough to play oh, in this yo, league? So he's a rookie? Yeah, he's, no so he's way. a rookie, right. Trials and tribulations of being a rookie in the NFL. But from what I've seen over the last couple weeks with Kenny Pickett, I'm back in on him. I really am. And I think that this week has a very, very, very meaningful uh, reason to get in there and play. They're playing the Browns who are 7-9. and nine, But, and I've said this a million times on this platform, another platform, all the shows that I've done, Something to be said about keeping Mike Tomlin's winning season thing intact. The Steelers are coming to play this week, and I think Kenny Pickett has a very, very big game. I, I just, I see it. This, this one's the one that I think, like, you're like, oh, okay, there's the kid we drafted. There's the guy we need. Like, Kenny Pickett has the opportunity to be a top five passer this weekend against Cleveland. I think that may be a stretch because I think I'm the weather, I think the weather may be may dictate a little bit less. <laughs> and if you look at what the Steelers' offense has done, it's just not been great, right? Even in these games, they're only scoring 16 points. I think even in the the Raider game where they score 13, the 13, 10. Don't worry about it. Something like that. <laughs> they have a really bad offense, and I don't think it's Kenny Pickett's fault. I think it's the coordinator stinks. I think their offensive line isn't doing them any favors. And you know, I just said the coordinator, the play calling, I think is a little rough, right? They have some weapons in Pittsburgh. I think they're going to be okay going forward. Kenny Pickett's a really good young quarterback, in my opinion, after I've seen him play. 
the Raider game didn't really show me much because I think they were gifted a little bit, and he played like what I think wasn't that great throughout the entire game, but he turned it up late. That's a bad defense, though. So we're like, okay, I understand. And I think he got a couple favorable calls that went Pittsburgh's way. But last week, in a game that's a division rival, in a game that the Ravens needed, right? And you haven't done anything offensively the entire game, but then in the fourth quarter, when everything is on the line, you're able to do what you couldn't do for 55 minutes. I think that's what I see in Kenny Pickett. So I'm not going to go long on him for Sunday per se, but I'm already in on Kenny Pickett. So I wouldn't be, I'm not focusing on the day trading aspect. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. Okay. Or at least he's going to get a couple seasons of opportunity. He's done that. You know, he's, yeah. he's going to get a chance next year. And even if they fall flat, he's probably going to get another go of it in another year after that. So I like it. I, I think Kenny Pickett is, an, is a solid play. Um, I'm not so sure the Browns defense can be a little bit up and down getting to the quarterback, but any given, any given day with that defensive front, yeah, it could true. be a long it could be, day. Could be a long day but and I, and I only worry about the weather a little bit because we've been dealing with crap. Yeah, it's true. For the and, last two weeks. Yeah, and, and I don't game imagine in, that game is going to be is in fact in Pittsburgh. In so like, we'll you see know, a bright sunny day. So, all right, one more play. And this is a short fest for me. Uh, I am all out on Mac Jones. Uh, I understand that the Patriots are found themselves in a position now where they are the AFC reps for the winning in situation. If the Patriots win their game on Sunday, the New England Patriots will be a playoff team, which is, again, hard to believe, but here we are. The problem is they're playing a very, very, very good defense and a very, very, very high emotional defense in the Buffalo Bills. In Buffalo, this is not a recipe for Mac Jones to come in there and think he's going to light the world on fire. In fact, we might see Bailey Zappi in this game. And I'm not saying he gets knocked out based off of, uh, you know, injury. I'm saying, like, this might get ugly, and this might be so inspired for the Buffalo Bills to get out there and play this game, play their hearts out. And I think, like, look, emotions are a part of the game. That's just the way it is. You can't even, you can't pretend that that Monday night didn't happen. And you can't pretend that they're not in meetings all week thinking about their, their teammate, right? This is the game that you can play up. And I'm not using that as a, as a, you know, a reason to do it, but guess what? When these guys play and they suit up and they strap on the, the chin straps and everything like that, this is a reason to play. You play for your brothers. You play for your teammate. This is a bad, bad situation for any Patriot offensive player going into Buffalo. Yeah, I think Sunday. the Patriots aren't going to do have much success offensively. I think that would have been the case probably even prior to, yeah. regardless of the, of the other the Bills emotional aspect it. of it. But conversely, I think this is going to be a better game than people think. It's going to be in the elements, probably very cold in Buffalo or New England, no matter where this game it's is. Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. Um, the Patriots defense typically travels with them. Sure. You know? Like, so I think they're going to be in this game. Um, but I do agree with you. I think the emotions will eventually it could play against them in some ways in sure. terms of preparation. And you definitely are going to have a Patriots team that's at least on the defensive side of the ball is going to be very prepared. But Mac Jones is the conversation here. Yeah, we're shorting Mac Jones. You could short Mac Jones. I don't think he's going to stick around in New England for much longer. I really don't. Tom Brady, back to the Patriots next year. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for our day trading aspect of this week. And like I said, tomorrow we'll pick out some of these games and give you some extra plays. You got something else? Yeah, we're going to short. Is it Skylar Thompson? That's the the quarterback of Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, you we're short gonna, him. Too. We're gonna short him. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins have put themselves in a we're gonna short a bad that spot, guy. and he's they're home. That's cool, but it is the Jets defense, and the Jets defense now being eliminated, and nothing really to play for other than the fact that they're they want to take out Miami. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, if they're gonna play for anything, they're gonna play to end the season on a high note. 
and that's another conversation for another day. But maybe tomorrow we'll talk about Miami and the Jets because, like, the fact that like you're gonna trot out Mike White again, like, with nothing to play for, you you need as much film as possible on Zach Wilson to see if this guy's the guy. I, I say Zach oh, Wilson's no, no, no. got to start. Zach Wilson's got to. He's got to go. The whole gotta, reset thing. It's he's got to take his off season. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll bring this go game up tomorrow for sure. Absolutely. So. Do yourself a favor right now and follow Mojo all over the social medias. That is on the Instagram, the Twitter, and the TikTok, at Mojo, M-O-J-O, four letters. Very easy to find us. Discord, join the conversation. Going long, going short, share your portfolios. Do all that stuff. Have that conversation each and every day. There's some experts in there. There are some guys that are making some heavy, heavy bets every single day, every single weekend, and they are cashing in. So maybe tail them a little bit. Or maybe if you think they're completely bonkers, Go ahead and fade them and go the other way. So many ways to make some money on the mojo market. It is week 18. Again, we don't know the entire rest of the way schedule for the regular season. We know the playoffs are right here. Um, that's another thing that we're going to definitely touch on next week. Obviously, playoff matchups will be solidified. Guys, we should talk about during going into the playoffs, who you should go long on, who might have a hard time based off matchups. There's a lot of stuff to dive into. There's a lot of stuff to dive into. The entire month of January. January, we're getting prepped for the NBA. So if you're a baller out there and you like to play some NBA-type stuff as far as your day trades and your uh, stocks and all that stuff that we're going to be doing here on Mojo, you can get all the information right here on the Mojo Market Report. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, who's still looking up the Packers running game, and of course, (laughs) Anthony behind the glass, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll be back here on a football Friday to get you ready for Week 18. It was Dorsey Levins, by the way. No, it wasn't. No, Ryan Grant? Anybody.